This is Pod for the Course, and I am Tom Cade, the Senior Director of Communications for Washington Golf. Today we have with us Victoria Falgren. Uh, Victoria is a three-time uh, winner of the Washington Women's Mid-Amateur Championship. She won it in 2017, 2018, and a few months ago this summer in 2020. She has also been twice named the Washington Golf uh, Women's Mid-Amateur Player of the Year in 2017 and 2018. And she is, uh, for several years now, has been the assistant coach for the women's golf team at Gonzaga University in Spokane, Washington. Victoria, thanks so much for being with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. So um, an interesting year, I would think, for everybody in golf in particular, but to everybody in general. Um, uh, just yeah, to what I'd say, like to do, Victoria, absolutely. yeah, what I'd like to do is just start uh, start with you personally first uh, how did you first first of all where, where are you from originally i'm originally from the long beach area down in california okay and i came up to spokane uh to play at gonzaga okay so you got into the game uh down in the long beach area yes i think i started when i was around four ish or so oh really um oh. and i i think my first tournament was probably around nine. Mm-hmm. How did it happen that you got introduced to the game? Was it someone in your family, some friends or school or how'd that come about? Uh, both my parents played, uh, not competitively, just recreationally. And mm-hmm. they said that they, the story goes that they took me to the golf course with them one day. And I kind of was just dinking around having fun while they were hitting on the range. And my dad saw like, Oh, there, there might be some, something there and so he asked if I was interested in taking lessons and it just kind of snowballed from there. Mhm. You played must have played in high school, yes? I did, yes. Mhm. Yeah. Um how did you uh let's see. So you made your way up to Gonzaga. Did they did you pursue them? Did they pursue you or how how did that come about come all the way from Long Beach up to uh Spokane, Washington? Uh so it was kind of um, serendipitous. My dad's actually from Spokane, and mm-hmm. so I was, I was mm, midway through the recruiting process or so, um, and I got an email reaching out to me from the current head coach, my now boss, um, and my family and I thought, well, um, you know, dad's from Spokane. My aunt and uncle had gone to Gonzaga. My uncle played basketball with Stockton. So um, we were definitely familiar with the institution. Um, And so I thought, I've heard good things about the school, like let's talk to the coach. Um, Mm -hmm. And a few months later, we happened to be in Spokane for a family reunion. So I visited campus and met coach in person and um, just instantly knew that it was a place where I was really comfortable and where I wanted to be. Oh, nice. Did you uh, play golf uh, at Gonzaga all four years you were there? I did, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I was, um, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I uh, I graduated on a Sunday, and then I believe I started coaching on, like, the following Tuesday, so there wasn't much of a turnaround. <laughs> yeah, wasn't so s- somewhere along the line then, during your playing years there, Gonzaga, something must have clicked inside you saying, hey, I I might want to get into the coaching side of this, or how did that come about? 
Yeah, you know, um, my my coach and I had always gotten on really well um, at, who, who from is, a player-coach perspective, Ed Rickle. Mm-hmm. And he's, like I said, he's still the current head coach. And so my senior year when I was supposed to be kind of checking jobs out and figuring out what I wanted to do, he was trying to figure out, he was trying to decide how he wanted to kind of move forward with the program. And it was time, he felt like it was time to have an assistant. Um, And he, I was his first recruit when he came back to Gonzaga. And so he asked me if that was something that I was interested in. And he obviously must have seen something in me that he thought would make an effective assistant. Um, And I was more than happy to stay at Gonzaga because I absolutely Mm -hmm. loved my experience there. Mm -hmm. Um, So what year was that, Victoria, that you first started as an assistant coach? Uh, 2013. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So we – between coaching and playing, Brad and I have been together for 12 years. Okay. A good combination. Yeah. Uh, um, so uh, for the uh, – uh, when you first began as an assistant coach, did, did they have a position there before? Was it a, a, a new position that was created or, or what? There was no assistant coach prior to me. So I actually was a grad assistant for two years um, Mm -hmm. when I got my master's at Gonzaga. And then after I graduated, I transitioned to being full-time. I see. Okay. So Brad, is he a coach of the men's program as well or? No, the, uh, the university split the programs in 07. And so that was his first year back okay. to Gonzaga. He had been at the university. He had been at Gonzaga um, like in the 90s, and then he had gone to the University of Idaho, and then when they split the program, he came back. I see. Okay. Um, so assistant coach since uh, 2013 or so. Um, for yourself, um, obviously you've been playing a little bit since then. You've won some events. Uh how how is that working out? Did you realize that you could keep playing, or did you think that you had to hang up the clubs yourself uh, as you after you left school? It's, or how did how did that happen? You know, basically, since I graduated, I had been looking forward to turning 25 to being able to play in the mid amateur division because mm-hmm. um, I had known for a long time about myself that I um, didn't want to go pro. I have some injuries and just general body aches that um, I knew that I didn't want to go pro and I knew playing in the amateur division. I think I played in the women's AM when I was 24 Mm -hmm. and I remember, I think I finished, I want to say fourth. And Mm -hmm. I remember saying, well, I'm the highest finisher with a full-time job. (laughs) Um, And so I, you know, the, the level of amateur golf is just so good. Um, it's all these young women that are headed off to college that are, that already know they're going to go pro. Um, and so I was really looking forward to, uh, turning 25 and being able to play in the mid-am division with, you know, people who love golf, but don't necessarily do it professionally, you know, play Mm -hmm. and 
play uh, amateur golf professionally, as we say. Yeah, sure. I know you've played uh, mid-am uh, tournaments uh, in throughout the state. Have you done anything nationally, like USGA mid-ams, or or what? I played. Um, I've only been able to. I've only actually been able to attempt to qualify for the mid-am one time because of work scheduling, um, and I was able to qualify. I played um, in Houston, and it was it was originally supposed to be in Florida, but had been delayed because of a hurricane. Um, mm. And so I was able to play, and I was I made it to match play. I was like the I want to say I was like maybe the 15 or 16 seed, um, and then. Just absolutely thumped by the eventual winner so mm-hmm. at least she went on to win but it, the she kicked my butt <laughs> <laughs> um so your experience as an assistant coach uh how has that journey been uh, from 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 being a player to now encouraging other players to play their best yeah you know it was really interesting when i first started coaching i had no idea what I didn't know. Um, And looking back, I kind of cringe at maybe some of the decisions I had made as an, as a fresh coach. And I tried to listen to my boss as best I could because he, he would talk to me a lot about um, typical mistakes that young coaches make. Um, But it's definitely, I was in a unique position because having played at Gonzaga, I was coaching players that, I had played with that were my teammates, you know, mm-hmm. months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was definitely unique because I was friends with a lot of them. There was one of my teammates um, who I ended up coaching for two years that I had known. She and I had been friends since we were like eight and 10. Um, so that was definitely a unique experience. Um, mm-hmm. And I definitely, as much as I enjoyed having my friends and my teammates around, I definitely, um, it was definitely different when the last of those players graduated and I kind of was like, okay, every player now does not know me as a player. They only know me as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was definitely, I think, maybe a bit of a, a milestone for me in terms of coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I've really enjoyed it. I Our current group, um, I... I like them all individually, not just as golfers, but as people. And we've we've been having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, how involved are you with the recruitment process for incoming players? I do the majority of the recruiting. Um, one, primarily because our head coach has a family that he, um, you know, wants to be with, and. Mm-hmm. I always joke that it's a lot easier for me to squeeze myself onto an airplane to go recruiting than it is for a 6'2 man. <laughs> um, so I do the bulk of the travel for the recruiting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you uh, – how do you find recruits? Do you just follow the, the scoreboards? Do you look at the you know news clippings, look on the Internet? How, how, do, you, how do you find – Yeah, how there's find a lot the, of – a lot of time just kind of spent perusing the internet. Um, A lot of the, you know, as you get into kind of the the cycle of recruiting every year, um, as you go to more and more tournaments, you just kind of become familiar with certain names and certain people and you kind of know who you're watching, who you're 
looking out for um, and you know which events would be good ones to be at to recruit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So with this, this last year, the last six, eight months with the uh, uh, COVID-19 pandemic, um, how, uh, let's see, the, the schedule must have been canceled, was it, or, or, or not? Yeah, we were able to play two events in the, in the spring before everything shut down. Mm-hmm. And uh, how, did you, how do you, as an assistant coach and, your, and, the, and the head coach, how do you maintain, you know, contact with the players, keep them motivated, keep them sharp? Uh, keep their games going how does all that work do you do it remotely do you, do you are you able to spend any time at all yeah with them we on were of course uh we were almost entirely remote this summer we had one player that was still in town um and she asked me to play golf with her a couple times so i saw her then um and then i saw a few of my players at the state and this year when they were playing and i was in the mid-am division um, but for the most part it was a lot of zoom calls a lot of just kind of group thread text like hey what's up look at this mm -hmm. this is what's going on with me what's up with you guys um mm -hmm. and we definitely we try brad and i took the the vein of trying not to panic um there was i know i've talked to some people that um there were coaches that were having weekly meetings saying what's up and coach or brad and i kind of tried to avoid that because there was just so much change that from one week to another, any information that we could have given them one week would have been completely different the next week. Mm -hmm. um, and so we kind of tried to let everything shake out before we we would gather them all on a Zoom meeting and be like, okay, this is what's up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now that we're getting into the fall, uh, are, are, have classes begun at Gonzaga? And, and if not, have they are. Classes? We are in our third week of classes, I believe. Okay. And the program for the golf team, how's that going? Uh, all but one of our players is back. Uh, the other, our last player is still in Italy. She wasn't able to um, to get a flight back to the U.S. Um, mm -hmm. for travel reasons, and so she is still in Italy doing all her classes remote. But she'll be back with us in the spring. Um, mm -hmm. But the rest of our players are here, and they're all mm -hmm. taking a mix of uh, either remote or hybrid classes. And mm -hmm. we're just practicing and trying to keep things fun. Mm -hmm. Is there a schedule of, of tournaments for the team, or is that not up, up yet? Or do you play typically in the spring, or, or what? Uh, no, so college golf is played in the fall and spring, and our fall mm -hmm. um, has been canceled or postponed, however you want to word it. Um, but we're mm -hmm. not playing in the fall. Um, mm -hmm. I know a couple of our players are signed up for some outside individual events at their own um, discretion. But we're, uh, Gonzaga Golf will not be competing this fall. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's the home course for the Gonzaga teams? Uh, we play primarily at Manitou Country Club, but we'll play all over, uh, mm -hmm. especially in a typical year, especially when we're in tournament season, depending on where we're going. You know, mm -hmm. if we're headed to Tacoma Country Club, Manitou is a perfect spot to be practicing because of their narrow fairways and fast greens. Um, but if we're going to some place maybe a little more wide open, we'll try to play a course that's more similar to that. So we try mm -hmm. to gear practice based on wherever we're headed. Mm -hmm. So now that uh, most of the players there are, are back at school, 
Uh, it's a lot easier to keep them motivated, keep their games sharp, keep keep your eye on them, or how are you finding that? Uh, you know, I, I don't, me personally, I don't think that I do anything to keep them motivated. All motivation is self-motivation. So mm-hmm. our players are um, motivating themselves. And spirits seem high. So I mean, so far, like I said, we're only in week three, but spirits seem high. Nobody seems terribly bummed out. They kind of understand what's happening and mm-hmm. um, are just keeping smiles on their faces for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you give them some sort of uh, uh, goals to set uh, to accomplish during the summertime? You play as much as they can or or, or what? You know, a lot of our players played over the summer and were very successful. We had um, Jessica on our team, took third at the state am- the Washington State Am. Um, mm-hmm. Mary Scott, one of our freshmen, she's from Portland, she um, played really well in the Oregon Am, lost in 30 holes in her match, in her mm-hmm. semifinal match. Um, and then her and a partner won the Oregon four ball. Um, mm-hmm. So we've had... Um, and then Quinn, our uh, one of our juniors, she was the low am in the Cal at the California Women's Open. So we had a lot of good golf being played this summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Um, so sounds like the, all the players pretty much understand the situation and uh, looking forward to the spring. I'm sure. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, Victoria, I appreciate you taking the time uh, to talk with us today and. Uh, Good luck with the team and good luck with your own game. How about yourself? Are you putting the clubs away uh, for the for the summer or, and pick them up in the spring yourself, or, or what's your plans? Um, I am headed to the west side at the end of the month to play in the Champion of Champions at the home court. Oh, there you go. Yeah, okay. That's in the first weekend of October, or first couple of days of October, October 1 and 2. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. defending, so it should be a good event. Yeah, very good. Okay, Victoria Falgren, uh, the assistant coach for the women's golf team at Gonzaga University. I appreciate you again for taking the time to talk with us today. Thanks again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.